0: Hi everyone, thank you for joining us today. I'm Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today I have a very, very, very special guest for you. Um, In fact, this interview is pretty much dear to my heart. Today I'm interviewing or going to be speaking with uh, Dan Fagella, and uh, the reason why this interview is, um, is... important to me and it's kind of a milestone thing as well as dan and i have known each other for a long time a number of years now and i remember when i first met him we both went to this marketing seminar and we were both kind of in there like on our last dime kind of like we got to make this work like you know this is like like, you know we're in for a penny and for a pound right like i've got a loaf of bread and some peanut butter and it's my meal for the next three days type thing and man we have both just come so far uh so, founder of Science of Skill and Micro BJJ, which is a training site for martial artists, for Brazilian ju- uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu athletes, as well as CLV Boost, um, which is kind of a business and online marketing consultancy. Uh, Dan is just crushing it right now. He's doing extremely well with his businesses. He he's he's obsessed to be the next kind of Tesla and change the world. Um, and he's just, honestly, he's been, if you think about those races where they'd have the dogs chase the white rabbit, he's been my white rabbit because I never have known anyone that implements like this guy. And he's just, he's an awesome guy. He's an awesome friend, a super sharp marketer, takes amazing care of his clients. And to be able to go from where he was and when I first met him to, like, both of us, where we are now, like, like I just want to clarify for people that are listening to this, like, I mean, I've been to tons of seminars, tons of conferences, I've met hundreds and thousands of people, and I'm telling you, Dan is, like, in the 3% that's, you know, been able to rise with me to the top, so to speak, so it is very much an honor to have him on the call today. Um, I think that if you've if you got a pen and paper, get it handy, because you're going to want to take some notes. Dan, thank you for joining me today. How you doing, buddy?
1: Oh man, I'm I'm doing great now. I feel uh, somewhat intimidated by by the the proceedings here, and now I got to live up to all this mumbo jumbo. So let's let's dive in, man. I do remember the old uh, peanut butter and loaf of bread days. I <laughs> roof and ramen, right? That's what
0: you used roof to say, and Just ramen. Roof, roof and ramen.
1: As long as I got roof and ramen, and I have a laptop, I'm good. You know that was that was that was five years ago, right there. Six years to go, I think. Something. Oh
0: man, it's been good though. It's been a good ride. It's been a good journey. So not bad at all. You crazy bugger! All right, so how did you get started, anyways? What were you doing before I met you? Those that fateful seminar, wherever. Yeah, we
1: shucks. Um, well, in terms of what business, so so we're doing a lot. Obviously, boost is you know, email marketing consultancy stuff, information products. Are you talking about the physical gym?
0: Yeah, I mean, how did you even get into being a business owner?
1: I mean, yeah, okay. So my transition to entrepreneurship. Uh, I I, want to say it was somewhat similar to some other folks. Um, Part, part, well, here's really how it went down. I like doing jiu jitsu. You know, I was a 21 year old guy, you know, training jiu jitsu literally seven days a week at multiple gyms, driving all over my little state of Rhode Island. And uh, one of the gyms that I taught at, they were all really terrible businesses, like literally uh, horrendous businesses. Um, No sales, no uh, retention, no know anything that we'll probably talk about today, but, but, but they were nice folks. And they were people that are dear to me in my, my comeuppance in martial arts. And admittedly, they weren't business coaches, but, uh, they, they, uh, you know, one of the gyms went out of business and, and I had been teaching for free for this guy for a year and a half because he doesn't make any, any, you know, he wasn't making any money. So I was teaching for free just voluntarily. And, uh, and what had happened was when the gym went under, he, he said, Hey, well, you know, you can have the mats, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you that much. I appreciate you being here. You know, thanks. And it was a really nice gesture by him. So I had these mats. <clears throat> I didn't know what to do with them. And my father run a, ran a carpet store. And he said, "Well, um, you know, if you can pay for the heating in the back warehouse, there's a pretty big warehouse. Um, you can roll those mats out in the warehouse after six o'clock at night. And and so long as you you know clean up after yourselves, you pay the heating bill and, and the light. Um, you know, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you run the gym out of the back of the thing. And I was like, okay. And uh, and then, then I went to – then I got into grad school at, at University of Pennsylvania, and I got the bill for what it was going to cost, and I realized I had to make it a real business. And then very quickly uh, came the 100-hour weeks, and, and I've been on it ever since. Mm,
0: yeah, no, you, you are – yeah, you definitely know how to grind, man. That's that's awesome. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you kind of went through in that process? I mean I know because we've been, we've been doing calls forever and kind of kicking oh, each other in the butt, but what, was, yep. what have been some of the biggest challenges for you when you yeah. – yeah. Um, and just
1: generally in coming up in, in, in the, the business domain, um, some of the biggest ones for me, I mean, initially, initially it, it was, uh, I mean, a lot of the marketing stuff that I guess I, I sort of had to focus on big time. So really, you know, er, and, and you're familiar with this. I mean, my town is 8,000 people um, in Wakefield, Rhode Island. So generating leads, as I now refer to it, um, was a uh, was sort of a, a scrappy odd task in a really little town um, it was uh you know it wasn't exactly like hey if you if you're on page one or two in Google you know they're coming in every day it was like man you could be on number one for Wakefield Rhode Island and, and shucks I mean you know half your opt-ins are gonna be from places where they can't even you know they're too far away to drive realistically and actually be, be uh, stay around members so um so really you know one major component for me was was the the procedures of, of Follow up and of marketing you know initially I would just go on college campuses and just Talk to talk to random people about UFC, and then and then just uh, just you know let them know that we had a free class they could come down, and then you know we'd they'd show up and we'd we'd beat the crap out of them, and and that's how we used to you know have their first class, and then we'd take them into some crazy room and and you know present them with some basic programs. Um. So, but uh, but yeah, initially it was it was a lot of the fundamentals of marketing. How do I get new people to to kind of the website? Um. And then once they're there, once they've been in touch, once how do I? Maintain some degree of, of, uh, of, you know, contact with these folks and make sure we don't lose them. Because in my town, urban, it's not necessarily just how many humans you can get, um, because you actually run out of them. There's only eight thousand, and they're certainly not all in the in the in the ballpark for uh, for hitting the bag and choking each other. Um, so, uh, so it's really about how do you follow up with them. So ultimately, for me, not only getting them to the door, but really staying in touch with a base of leads was uh, kind of the initial struggle that i was forced to to yank myself through in order to kind of pay for graduate school. Mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, that's that's definitely i know what you mean cuz myself as well obviously i have more people than 8000 but i mean i think that that's probably attributed to your success. I mean because both of us were in so, like, you know, so deep are so committed, I guess, instead of just interested um, and having to fight hard. I think that that's really where – I know for myself, I feel that that's the same thing. Like when I first kind of helped generate my first million for a client, uh, that was after I, – I just was so shocked because it was – I didn't do anything different than I was doing in my martial arts school. But the only thing was is I was in a town of 100,000 people and now – you know what I mean? And I was selling like a brick and mortar – like something you know like limited geographically and yep, you know and yep. all that now i'm selling something international worldwide and it's just the, the infrastructure is same so that was a, With huge... a
1: gargantuan email list yeah <laughs> where you can actually really really truck in the bucks <laughs> yeah. so a lot of the time it is the same lessons the same thing for me man i mean you know i i jest, uh you know on mixer g and the other interview shows that that i i kind of I developed a little bit of a neuroses around follow up and around consistency of follow up, and it was actually you, Daryl. Believe it or not, and, and this is you know a little bit random, but it was you who once said, and this is probably four years ago, you said something like. You know, because we're we're Infusionsoft users pretty early on. You and I were Infusionsoft users well before we could inf- afford Infusionsoft. <laughs> yeah. um, well before we could afford Infusionsoft by any rational means. And and I remember you saying at one point, you know, we we're database marketers. You know, that's what we do. We're database marketers. And and that that had dawned on me. I mean, that was probably five years ago, but or four or five years ago. But. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I developed a real neuroses around how do I rotate relevant messages to different segments of this list to keep the relationship and also flag interest so that I can call them. I can generate sales. I can generate clicks. I can do what I need to do and really maximize this list of folks. Not just really good automated messaging, but consistently picking those little money pockets, so to speak, of, of leads or past customers or folks that have booked appointments but never showed up, et cetera, um, and be able to consistently mine them. So, you know, that, that neurotic tendency of a database marketer and and a marketing automation guy um, ended up translating... You know, to a significantly grander extent uh, in, in both my online info businesses and, and with the the folks that we're doing that kind of you know email marketing consulting work with, whether it's a software company that's at a million-dollar run rate, you know, that's something you can kind of really scale up with that same neuroses that only would have gotten me so far in a town of 8,000 people. So yeah, I think, I think the, the scramble had some meaning to it, and that's if I have no other solace than that, Urban, that's what I got.
0: Yeah, no, I I I agree wholeheartedly, and uh, that's what they say. The money's in the list. The money's in the relationships that you already have, and that's a really, really, really important point. I'm glad you brought that up for everyone that's listening because that's exactly it. I mean, the money is in the follow up, and um, you just you you hit it, you hit it. It's the same principles just multiplied. So that's awesome. What else? What else was kind of a big aha for you, or what really helped in your development in your career? Have you? This is random, but have you? Have you? Have you? Uh, broken through six figures a month yet? Because I know that's been like you're, you're on that, like a mission for that. Is that? Jeez. No, not,
1: at, not in the info business. And even even when we had sort of, at least at the time of this recording, um, our, our best sort of all together month, both between the consulting business, uh, the info business, and sort of the payments for the brick and mortar deal is still like in the 75-ish range, So or probably 72-ish range. But uh, but I'm getting there, Urban. I'm yeah, getting there.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know because you, you're like, I remember we had a call and you were like, I, I'm gonna, I just, you're like, come hell or high water, I'm, I'm gonna get multiple, I'm gonna get seven figures for this business. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. So no, man, I'm rooting for you. We're gonna, we'll get you there. Uh, yeah, um,
1: okay. um. So yeah, you had asked what else was a bit of a challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. You know, for me initially, and and I became. I became, and I guess, you know, same thing with follow-up, became pretty obsessed with this afterwards. But initially it was, who who do I find and model for for this thing? So initially, you know, like most of us starting a business, who do we know that runs a business? I don't know, maybe a parent, maybe, maybe a, um, you know, maybe a, I don't know, like, like for me, I, I knew a couple guys that ran martial arts gyms. Now they were both um, they, they both treated me well and they were nice enough folks and, and, and they've taught me, you know, numerous life lessons and, and, uh, potentially, you know, techniques and, and things like that. But, uh, but shucks, you know, looking at what they were doing for, for business, that's really what my autopilot went into. What, what I was around, you know, I wasn't an active learner in terms of business. You know, it's funny because you go to a martial arts gym, you know, you want to learn from a black belt, you know, you want to learn from somebody who's really experienced. But then in business, we, we just think... That w- we just sort of go by assumptions and by what it seems like is going on, and so finding people to model was initially very important for me, and that happened initially in uh, in a mars- in you know my- running a-, a a martial arts gym and being able to do that, but then. You know, also just so many other domains and individual facets of business, you know, paying for consulting with, with really high-level marketing automation consultants, paying for consulting with really high level info marketers or, or Facebook pay-per-click folks, and really figuring out who's who's the best at this. So initially that was a martial arts gym, and I had to figure out who's the best at this and then pay them. And and to be frank, I mean, you know, Every you know, every mentor is different, and and uh, you have different experience with different mentors. But but I will say, um, just that principle, that concept, and being attached to people early on. Who were legitimately successful, at least monetarily in the, in the domain in which I was focused was huge. Um, I think most folks that are probably tuned into this call, you know, I know people and it sounds crazy to me now because I would never do it, but I know people who are running, you know, decently successful e-commerce businesses who don't know anybody more successful than them and don't regularly talk to anybody more successful than them in e-commerce. Yep. Um, I know folks that are, you know, running martial arts gyms that have never really talked to anybody who has a seven-figure martial arts gym, never mind a martial arts gym that's making a dime more than theirs. <laughs> yeah. And to me, it's it's absolute insanity. So initially, it was, it was just latching on to somebody who had done it because I realized, man, I'm paying I'm paying good money to to get great private lessons under Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu masters here. Um, but then I'm unconsciously doing what my very bad mentors, you know, business-wise, um, were doing in terms of business and translating that over to Find excellence and just latch onto it mm-hmm. and find the fundamentals. Pay them, do whatever you got to do to find them. And I am a uh I'm a believer, believer in that. So initially, it was scrambling to find those people, um, and then it was just doing whatever they said.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I remember, I remember when you first, uh, when we were first had a conversation about this, and you you call, you said you did your, you're like, yeah, I did my black Lamborghini test, and you know, and I've, I'm having a hard time finding anyone that passes muster. And I'm like, what you, what black Lamborghini test? And you're like, yeah. So you take all your competitors and you put them out on their kitchen table, and then you take a look at these and you and you consider. Which one of these guys could can reasonably walk into a car dealership and just get a black Lamborghini as is right now, or sign up and be able to afford the yep. payments? Yep. And uh, you're like, and that eliminates 99.9% of the people. Yep. Whoever's left, those are the ones that you look to model. And, yeah. You uh, just
1: pay attention to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's just so you, crazy, eh? That you just pay attention just, to them. You know, and this is an interesting point, and I like this because this is something that I think is is really important because. Um, well, like I never went to university, and so I always felt I had to, you know, self-educate myself at a at a high at a high pace to keep up. Because you know, you feel like, oh, I didn't go to you know formal education, I got to keep up. But you know, what's and I know that this is kind of a it's, it's counterintuitive to I think what most people think is common sense. But you know, if I'm in school and I have uh, you know some sort of assignment due, and I hand in something that matches yours identically, I'm going to get expelled potentially. Oh yeah, yeah, they're going to they're expel you. Big but time. you know what's the craziest thing is if I go buy a McDonald's franchise, I go pay them a couple of million dollars, and they invite me over, and they go, hey, all right, now, do exactly like I do, and when you go to a martial arts gym or something, you pay them some money, and they go, okay, now do exactly what I do. You know what I mean? And like it's just, yeah. it's just the funniest thing that I think that – and so even here we're talking about the black Lamborghini test and that's what you're saying. You're saying find someone who – and this is another part, point that I want to make is people so often take advice – like never take advice from someone whose shoes you don't want to trade. You know, like – and I just had a okay. friend. I had a friend. He's doing – but 180 to 250 thousand a month, and he had some guy. He he had these two guys at his office, and he's just such a nice, humble guy. He I was he, but you could tell upset him because he's talking to me about it. And they were they were lecturing him about the reason why he doesn't have a 50 million dollar business is because he he hasn't tapped into his why. Meanwhile, the one guy isn't even like his wife is paying all the bills because he's trying to like get some position at a company that will eventually turn into something, you know. And it's the same thing. And he just sat there and he's so nice. And I had to tell him I was like, man, you know, I, I would have been very patient, but I would have been very firm at some point. But like, you know, I'm sorry, but my patience is worn thin. We really need to change the topic because, um, anyways, I just I'm, I don't want to go. Yeah, on a rant, no, I'm but, with
1: you. I'm, I'm with but, you all day. But, and I think I mean, Daryl. I mean, I'll play right off of that. You know, there's. If 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 you're getting advice, you know I mean I, I was getting you know, uh, you know I was having some folks you know tell me kind of you know what I should change about the flyers for my martial arts gym, and uh, you know I, I mean you know some of them were um, you know these were guys that were sort of going broke doing martial arts. so yep. it's, <laughs> it's, you can't pay attention there you gotta so so and and you can model different people for different reasons so I have certain mentors you know. Um, who uh, who I who I wish no harm upon. I, I wish harm upon uh, very few uh, living folks. Um, but whom whom I would maybe model for business things, but right. maybe not for other things. things. And right. now you know if I want to model, you know if I want to model, let's say, um, you know prudence. I might read Plutarch, and if I want to model uh, courage, I I might read you know Alexander you know I mean I can glean different things from different people and the same thing for business you know if, if you've got somebody that's really sharp with marketing they have proven results all over the place you know success leaves clues that's Tony Robbins and and uh, and and ultimately yeah it, you know if you're tuned into this call and you're working on a particular initiative in your business with paid traffic, who's done something just like that for someone like that and seen a lot of success make a list and get a hold of those people or just in terms of your business in general what's the business model and who's who've been the most successful people at it or something like it you know and then just line them up i think that that's absolutely invaluable, and, and probably you know the only reason I didn't go broke when I went online is because I started tuning into folks that were making a lot of money doing kind of uh, membership-oriented programs and information marketing. So um, you know that that's if there's any nugget kind of on my end that I think translates to any business, it's really that. Mm, mm, mm.
0: No, no, I am so on board with that. Yeah. So this is, and again, this is why I was telling people if you got a pen and paper handy, you, you want to grab it because you're gonna want to listen to this call again and again and take notes because I mean this is this is real. I mean this is if you're trying to be successful, if you're struggling, if you've hit some plateau and you need to break through, I mean that's what I love and that's one of the things I feel like I really got from martial arts is you know I didn't I never became world champion that wasn't necessarily my goal but what I really did learn about is the the importance of a short cycle feedback loop and the importance of every. Every day, getting up and trying to improve yourself and the importance of having someone that can kick you in the butt and point you in the right direction and, you know, and just refine what you're doing and just, just practice little things. Perfect example, I've been doing CrossFit tonight, you know, I, tonight I was going to rest, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to go in anyways and all I was doing was practicing really basic form. I just wanted to go in, break a sweat, making sure that next time I go in, I go to go hard that, you know, I've just done, you know, really basic things that people might not think would to work on, but I was like, instead of doing nothing and being lazy, I'm still going to keep the habit, keep the I'm going to go talk to my coach, have him coach me on the little things, the little details, and just drill it a little bit. That way, when I go back, I know I'm not going to. I'm less likely to hurt myself because my form's better, all that sort of stuff. But um, no, I just, I think this is really, really, really good stuff that we've given down. So um, Dan, what have been some of the habits that you've had aside from <laughs> modeling success, which is, I think, you know, gets drilled out of people to some certain extent. We all want to be creative and create something new. Yeah. What, what other, what like personal habits do you feel? And, you know, you have the, you're, you're very, very astute in the world of uh, mastery. And again, you've got science of skill. That's where you've been studying what it takes yep. to be successful. So what sort of personal habits do you feel have really contributed to your success?
1: Yeah, well, you know, there's there's a there's a few. I mean, and it's and it's it's tough to say. You know, I, I think different people have different ones, and I think different opinions are great. I can I can speak to what I feel as though have been the greatest conduits uh, for for me. Um, there's there's been a few. So I'll go into the technical, and then I'll go a little bit into kind of more of the ideal for a second. Um, for the technical, <clears throat> for the last let's say two or three years. Um, I've I've kept very rigorously – for probably the last four years, I've kept maybe less rigorously. But the last two or three years, I kept rather rigorously a uh, a key progress indicator across different domains. So I have certain uh, activities or I have certain rotations that I'll go through or, or tasks that I'll accomplish on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly, and on a quarterly basis. And I have a few things I'll do annually as well. And I have this in an Excel doc that's, that's on my main um, – my main kind of computer screen here and uh every week i will now I, I actually do it with my my girlfriend but um but you know i used to just do it by myself every sunday sit down uh process through you know did i did i hit my dailies every single day you know and for me that's writing down my affirmation so one thing that i and i'm a firm believer in this and this is a little bit napoleon hill but you know mm-hmm. no, as I'm as as yeah as much as you know i I'm not I'm I'm not dogmatic about anybody's advice, and Napoleon Hill is is no example. I mean, is no no exception. Um, but I do I am a, a pretty firm believer in in writing down your your deepest and furthest goals uh, in, in a tangible format uh, on a daily basis, and so that's one of my dailies. Um, but then also you know for weekly, so for example, for me, you know things that I've jotted down on my weekly checklist are things that I know you know from a mastery perspective might be you know important for me. So you know uh, like if I if I zing myself through here i have uh, every single week I have a section where I have to work four hours straight on only one task and literally take no breaks so i can I can get a drink of water or something have it next to me but uh, i I just focus on a single individual task for four hours with uh with with no breaks in my focus and one reason I do that every every week is simply because I believe in cultivating focus and i think that it's very easy for <clears throat> us to be checking the Facebook little red tab, or the the cell phone, or zipping between fifty different tasks, and, and possibly lose constancy, lose uh, endurance of our actual focus and adherence, and and uh, uh, and and reigning in of our focus and our concentration. And so that's something I do every single week. Is I'll pick a different task normally, you know, potentially on Saturday or, or later on in the week, like on a Friday uh, in the afternoon, just have one four hour block in Google Calendar, just nail it. Um, and then I have a number of other. Tasks that I'll, I'll dig into every single week and then the same thing with every single month and I'll have to check through those. Some of those are business, such as, you know, look through the QuickBooks, clean the stuff up, make sure it's solid, get back to the bookkeeper, um, you know, just, just really polishing all that up. And then some of it is personal. So on a quarterly, one of the, the important tasks that I have is I have a, a list of mentors. It's not gargantuan. Um, it's a list of mentors and friends that I want to make sure I rotate conversation with and communication with Mm -hmm. and stay in touch with. Um, some of those folks are people that, that mean a lot to me. Some of them are, are people that I I know I can glean some great advice from and hopefully be useful to them as well. And, and I just know that if I didn't have that on a quarterly, I might go a year and a half without talking to some of these folks and that'd be terrible. So, so a KPI has been a really kind of cornerstone to a lot of you know What I've been up to in the last, I don't know, two or three years or so. Um, and in addition to that, what I like to do in the morning after writing affirmations is uh, go through sort of what the entirety of the day is going to look like, um, jot down my priorities. A lot of the time, a, lot, uh, a decent amount of that is in Google Cal already um and just see the day playing out in sort of its ideal form now things are always going to come up and and things are always going to interrupt what we'd really like an ideal day to look like but if i know what i want to be able to stick a fork in by the time the day is dead um you know i I want to line those things right up in the early morning otherwise you get dragged into whatever ancillary topic gets yanked onto your desk Um, so so that's that's large and then on a weekly Um, One of the weekly boxes that I check on my KPI is, and I got this from Robbins as well, is three primary goals. So there's 400 things every week I wish I could do. Urban, if there was cloning, I would have done it so many times that my population would be grander than, than all humans by a vast, vast margin a vast, vast margin, I, I tell you, um, and, and or replicated myself digitally, I mean, I, I would have, you know, it would have been done. I would have done it. But but I can't. It's super unfortunate. But, you know, such is the human condition. So, um, so I, I jot down, you know, of everything I'm working on, multiple businesses, you know, trying to sell businesses, uh, moving forward with important clients, uh, big picture transitions, you know, hires and fires or whatever the case may be, um, of everything that could potentially happen if, if, if uh, if the hell storms are released and I can do nothing but three things in an entire week, what are those three things? I write those down every single Sunday, and I think hard looking across my time horizons about what those three ought to be. They are not set uh, on a whim. They are set by – uh, deeply rooted and grounded in what the hell I care about um, and when what should get done and that's Robbins Robbins was was three a week that was I forget the name of that program um, I didn't I didn't pick everything and follow again I'm not so much of a dogmatic follower at least in some respects but that happened to stick with me so in terms of tangible habits um, those have been big for me and, and I think anybody literally anybody can or should have a KPI if they think about their ideal self, what would your ideal self do every week? I think the question people can ask themselves to try to learn from, you, you know, this little ranting man who's talking to them right now, um, you know, your ideal self does something every week. What are those things, you know, for your business or personal life? And then your ideal self does something every month. What are those things in your ideal life? Um, and, and I happen to know what they are for me and I have defined them and I try to live to that ideal. I try to – I try to – I try to fit that frame. I do this stuff every single day. I do these things every single week. I do these things. If you were going to fit the frame of your own personal ideal, I think we, I think it could oft be distilled into tangible, measurable somethings which we could track. And even if it's only four of them, you know, I've had, you know, uh, my initial KPIs were rather, rather small. You know, like two things daily, you know, two other things weekly, and you know a monthly and a quarterly but but i smash them and and that was sort of the adherence i'd i'd give to myself so that's that's one on sort of the practical side <clears throat> if you would Urban, i'd even like to get a little inspirational if you wouldn't mind
0: sure no that's uh, by all means i'm on yeah, i'm i'm with you this is all this is all really good stuff i've got a couple of things i want to say once you're done but man it's all yours go keep all going all right
1: all right I'll, I'll i'll rock and roll here um one that's that's been uh been awful meaningful uh uh, for me here and i shared this on entrepreneur on fire and and uh and i don't i don't happen to relate like there aren't there aren't as many people to talk about these things with as as with some of the tangible business stuff But, but for me i believe that this is as if not more important potentially um is that ultimately as an entrepreneur i i believe i i believe that um it, you know, depending on sort of where you want to get to, it's going to involve a whole bunch and marshaling a number of different resources, probably more than your current circumstances require. Because our our present circumstances, if you're listening to a podcast, you're likely in in a in a relatively comfortable first first world country, um, where the odds are, even if you decided never to work, and your main objective was getting overweight, and and you know, uh. I don't know, winning in some kind of online video game, um, you'd actually still be just fine. In other words, you wouldn't die. Like the government wouldn't come kill you, other people wouldn't hurt you, animals wouldn't eat you. You'd have a refrigerator. You'd, be, you'd have enough money to go to vacation. I mean, it's, it's just not that hard. Right. So in order to in order to marshal forth and, and pull forth more from ourselves, I believe that it, that it really requires a change in in perspective. And so. For, for me, um, history and biography has been a, a grand influence on a number of different domains of my life. So for example, if, if, if the, the highest achievers that you know of really aren't that vast in, in their actual achievements, I believe that this poses problems to our own human potential. Um, for example, you know, if, if the hardest working people we know work 50 or 60 hours a week, we are in trouble. Um, if the bravest people we know, you know, sell cars or something, we are in trouble. Um, I, I, I believe that if you want to tap into deep resources in yourself, you have to look to the real exemplars of virtue, the real exemplars of self-overcoming. Um, you know, reading of folks like Alexander or, or of Napoleon or of, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln or, or of uh, Washington and other folks along those lines... I think it's just very very important for us to downplay in our own mind what we consider to be hard work, Daryl. What we consider to be uh difficult, what we consider to be hardship because it is paltry, because it is nominal, because it is really a sin to our human potential. And, you know, people who who believe that getting up early is hard, it it is not hard. You know, like Washington had, you know, his his father die and his older brother die, you know, he's like 19 years old running a a big old uh um, manor all by himself and going off to war and you know killing people with with, with you know guns and bayonets when he's you know twenty twenty one years old um and and running this gargantuan farm at the same time and and uh, you know and, and that's you know responsibility wise just astronomically higher than. Than what we'll ever necessarily deal with, but we have these odd feelings that that there's these real limitations that um, hard work really is bounded by our current mental references of who we think works hard, and hardship is bounded by the dimensions of what we think hardship actually is. Um, but you read about you know Marcus Aurelius, you know having his entire empire you know uh, swept through with plague, his head of the army taking over Rome when he's gone, uh, you know and defecting against him, and and uh, and, and literally slogging through the marshes of germania by himself you know his wife and his children dying from illness around him but daily fighting barbarians daily fighting barbarians in the woods like we are boys we are children we are as emerson would say parlor soldiers we are parlor soldiers we're children and so i, I believe that those references of hardship of hard work and of Persistence um, references vastly beyond our present, current notions thereof are literally requirements of extracting the most from ourselves, are literally requirements of becoming anything close to an ideal beyond ourselves. And so for me, that's vastly vastly important. I relate nothing to anyone who, who considers getting up early difficult. I relate nothing uh, to anyone who, who considers you know, going bankrupt to be hardship. Um, you know, Ford went bankrupt a bunch of times. Uh, Aurelius had a bunch of his kids die. You know, Napoleon had to kill people with, uh, with bayonets and then was uh, you know, sent off to Elba and then took over France again with a handful of men crossing the Alps, solo dolo, sleeping three hours a night um, until he reached the Tuileries and then ran France again. Um, you know, we're just boys, and we need to realize that, and, and, and essentially, um, you know, I mean, without without necessarily genderizing this thing, uh, I mean, the, you know, the colloquial term would be man up, but I, I don't really feel like offending yeah, anyone. No, 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 I, I, get, so, it, I so, get it, I get it. So, so jo- Joan of Arc was not a man, but Joan of Arc was manly in the sense that I think it's freaking important. And so uh, from an ideal perspective, uh, again, you know, check, check your perceptions, Check your perce- – I have nothing more important than that uh, from, from a sort of non-tactical domain, from an inspirational domain, nothing better than that. And there's no business book that's been better than the biography of Bonaparte in my personal opinion and the effect on my life. Uh
0: i think that's really a little important. far out apologize. No, no 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 not at all because i think it's important because well, exactly i mean you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and like you just said if and they're the, probably all boys well and that's exactly it if, the, if you're if you're highest like if you're exactly if in your network of people the highest accomplishment you have is becoming manager of the local mcdonald's i mean you got to find new people to inspire you and it, it's your right i mean we're I mean, look, if you look at any Olympic athlete, you were just astounded by what we're able to accomplish. If you just even try, any of us try to do what they do, I mean, we're just, it's laughable because we don't have that background, that preparation. We haven't done that work. But I think what you're trying to say is that I think if you read enough biographies of these people that have done phenomenal things in their time, it makes you realize that, you know, actually they're just flesh and blood like we are. And the only difference is mindset, ego, and, and really, like you said, perseverance and, and the goal and determination to accomplish that and i yeah. think you're right i think you hands down you're right i think it's really really important that's why you and i have been you know and and why we talk as much as we do because you need to have other people you can't relate to people who have nothing in common like if if what's the what's the one expression if you you know if you hung around with nine crackheads even if you never decided to crack you're still going to have crackhead problems because they're going to bring it into your life you no, know people, yeah, no ifs ands or buts no exactly ifs, ands, buts. so and that's the exact same thing and it's not a classist thing it's not a socialist thing it's not a socialist thing it's not a it's not a prejudice thing, it's just I'm trying to be this kind of person and exactly that. You know, if I'm training to win the world championships, then I gotta be focused. And I love that you said that you take four hours, uh, one time a day, uh or sorry, one day a week, four hours just to just to work on that. I'm reading a book called The Power of Will by Frank uh Haddock. And he talks about that and just regular, like willpower is a muscle that you can train just like focus, just like anything. And you need it. Yeah, and it's just it's just it's and i and even when you talked about your kpi i loved how you just you know you didn't start with a, like 70 of them you started with two two daily two weekly and you smashed it and that built the habit that you could then stack and build upon this is true yeah and i just no i i love that i mean for I mean, it, who would you recommend? You said Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay,
1: I like Bonaparte now. And again, remember. So let me just hearken to something. You know, a lot of the time when you talk about Bonaparte, you know, people be like, "Oh, you you must love war, Daniel. Surely you're a fan of war. Surely you'd like to be a conqueror." That that's so vastly far from the point. It's it's absolutely obscene. Um, what I what I happen to like of Bonaparte. So uh, biographies I'd recommend um, uh, Plutarch's Life of Brutus. This is the Brutus many of you will know of. Even people who are not history buffs are familiar with, you know, et tu, Brute? Um, it, brutus uh, painted and, and deeply looked at from a historical perspective. Um, actually, a rather good man, at least in Plutarch's uh, mind, and, and in my opinion, a very good example of, of dedication of of uh, of a life of, of a life lived lived to ideals in many respects. Not necessarily. Um, you know the only bio out there. I just happen to like him amongst uh, Plutarch's other uh, lives. So Plutarch's Brutus. You can Google it, sound it out, call it a day. Um, I, and and I also like um, v- Vincent Vincent Cronin's uh, Vincent Cronin's uh, Bonaparte is one that I'm reading now, which which I happen to uh, to like very much. Um, it, it just because Vincent Cronin's Bonaparte. I mean, I'll just make this clear, Urban. I mean, you know, somebody that everybody will relate to is is Bonaparte because he's so well known. Very few people know very much about Bonaparte. But but um just in terms of you know, remember I talked about before what is hardship and what is hard work. Mm-hmm. Um you you just you read about Bonaparte and, and you just you just want to to cry and beat the past versions of yourself that had any notion of, of these things being difficult. You know, this is this is a guy who'd you know lose You know, lose 20,000 men, you know, in a day against the Russians and, and, you know, get stabbed in the leg by a bayonet and then have to write, you know, constitutions the next day and then oscillate in that pattern three months by three months. You know, living on the battlefield, uh, absolutely, you know, dominating therein, uh, outside of Waterloo and a couple other rare exceptions, uh, and then then being such a vast and and great – you know, again, I'm not going to speak explicitly to Napoleon's intentions. I don't. I don't model Napoleon for everything. Uh-huh. I don't model. I don't model Brutus for everything. I don't model Abe Lincoln for everything. I don't model. I, I select what I'd like to select. The things I select from Bonaparte, and the reason I think people would like to read of Bonaparte is because Bonaparte exemplifies um, a, an entirely different definition of what setting high goals is, an entirely definition of what overcoming hardship is, an entirely different definition uh, of what actual hard work is, right. uh, and, and, and will, uh, if read properly, I think um, you know, crack holes in the skull in a very good way uh, of, of destroying those notions, which to us today, in my personal perspective, are those of boys. And, uh, and so um, yeah, Bonaparte and Plutarch's life of Brutus, to make things short.
0: That's awesome. No, 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 that's awesome. I really, really, really value and appreciate that. And I know you feel you maybe went on a rant, but again, for those that are listening, it's really important. And I, you know, you might not be, like you say, you don't really rely on anyone mentor, but I am a huge fan of Think and Grow Rich. And that's just a mental mastermind to, to read the biographies of people and to have them be your peers and to think and ask them even in your mind, what would they do? How would they, you right? And exactly to compare your yep. life to theirs. You know, I, you're crying about some little problem that you're having. Oh, your finances aren't that great. will oh, poor you. And then you think about the story of these people that you've read and realize that in comparison... What you exactly said, like you're you're just a little child crying over nothing. Yeah, just, you just know, a boy. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps, go back out there and fix it. And the reality is, is that we only have one life, and so why waste it? You know, it's that's the, all that's the big long. thing. I mean,
1: all day long. There's urgency around that for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, none of us know. I've had ten people pass in the last fourteen, fifteen months, and it's just none of us know any age. Um, you know, just just get up, shut the TV off, and get up and go make something of your life and make something a future generations. So, um, that's awesome. No, thank you for sharing that.
1: Of course, brother but, it means 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 a ton, man. It absolutely changed my life in so many ways. And you know, you're right on Napoleon Hill. Obviously, a uh, not a history buff for the sake of being so, but one who was inspired by heroes. And yeah, I think, and I, I think, can't we all be? Can't we all be?
0: I know. Well, I just love the tenants. I think that they're just if you just follow those and focus that just definitely gets you started in the right right direction and I really like what you talked about with the habits about having the routine and, and I have the same thing we just talked about that before the call I've got a, a routine I'm loving now I mean I'm asleep I'm trying to be asleep by 10pm I'm waking up every morning with intent at 5.30 to 6am and I wake up I eat I meditate for 40 minutes and then I go and I work out I do CrossFit I come home I shower and change and I do this thing called the 5 minute journal where you you know every day you write down three things you're grateful for your three goals for the day and a daily affirmation and so by eight thirty a.m i've worked out i've meditated i've eaten and i've written down my three priorities for the day all i need to do is make sure i'm gonna eat a couple more meals and all my day is we talk about focus is focusing on those three priorities yep. and that's just that's just it's waking up with intent it's 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 Imposing your will on your day and your life versus having things just happen to you. Jim yep. Rohn used to say, you know, never begin your day until you finished it on paper. And I think that that's so important. Voltaire said, a plan means nothing, but planning is everything. And I think that that's really important. And that goes back to your key, uh, your KPIs, key progress indicators, your daily, weekly, quarterly, annual. Just, just, just check mark it. You know, if you're driving and you don't have a, any any destination, how do you know when you're going to get there? Talking to a friend and client, she was planning a promotion for Black Friday. And, um, you know, we were talking about, I was like, well, how much money do you want to make? And she was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, well, what would you like to make? And she came up with a number and then we just did some, you know, just backed it out and did some planning and realized that with the plan she had and the people she was going to market to, there's no way she was going to hit that goal. And so it was like, geez, if you just begin with the end in mind, how powerful that can be. So, um, again, there's just a lot of wisdom in this. For those of you listening, please listen to this a couple of times, get those gems down. I mean, the worst thing, my, my real frustration is I got people that pay me thousands of dollars for my advice and then I give free advice to people and they never do anything with it. Please don't be that person. Take those, take some notes, make some changes and do something with this. So, cause it's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, one more question really, I guess yeah. is Dan, what do you think if anything ever in your career was holding you back?
1: Ah, shucks. Um, well, you know, I, I like to think I've sort of chucked all the chips in here. Um, things that things that have held me back, things that have held me back. Um, it, l- let me try to get to a, an example m- maybe of something. Um, you know, I, I don't think I, ha- I had any pervasive beliefs that sort of uh, bounded my success. I mean, certainly lack of, lack of somebody to model um, – Uh lack of somebody to model might have been a good one um but but also and especially initially uh you know i mean this is probably amongst other problems this wasn't like the pervasive problem that burdened my existence um but this is you know this is one that i think every entrepreneur most likely learns is that uh sales is is actually a a process and and a real skill it's not something that happens randomly when you ask people about stuff and and uh My initial experience in running a martial arts gym and seeing how martial arts gym was done was, you know, hey, I mean, you had some prices, I guess you told some people about them, and, and, you know, maybe when you got them on the phone, I mean, maybe they decided to come into your gym, but that there were actual ways that you could, you know, present what your actual value proposition was. There was ways that you could speak in a language of what people actually care about, and there's ways that you could guide a conversation in, in a way where you could present its benefits and and give somebody a decent shot of getting in on it um, if it's something they're legitimately interested in, uh, as opposed to just kind of rattling away in whatever sort of comes to the top of your mind at that random point, um, which is probably disassociated from what other people care about. So learning that sales was a process was definitely an initial barrier. I would have never moved out of the back of a carpet store if I didn't graduate in terms of that skill set. So that was a big one for me, and it's luckily carried forward to to uh, you know, consulting and everything else. But in the beginning, man, that was, uh, that was a big puzzle until I learned that it was a system and a process and a skill that had to be ground out. So that was a, you know, its own little hurdle in the beginning, I'd say. Yeah,
0: no, that's awesome. That's that's a great, great, um, you're right. That, that's the quintessential uh, skill, I think, of any business. I mean, business, that was it. We all work for sales, quote, unquote, you know, nothing happens until the sale is made. So it's, yep. And sales, you know, it's not about manipulating people in a negative way in any way, shape, or form. It's about helping people realize what the action that they need to take to get the results that they want. I'm a firm believer that problems are markets, not demographics or psychographics and those things lead you to people with a particular problem but it's actually the problem that's the market and that's my personal uh, opinion on why the newspaper industry was decimated is they forgot the problem that they were solving originally and they thought they were just delivering wads of advertising to people with content mixed in there versus actually delivering you know information to people that they cared and wanted in, in a way that was palatable for them so I really think that by focusing on the problem that's a long—that's an easy way to give longevity to your business and. Um Anyways, I think I'm. I think uh, I just sales is about helping people identify the problem, recognize it as a problem, and just walk through like, look, because we're all scared to part with money. I think you know, say the two most difficult things to do with someone in human interaction, and I'm painting with broad strokes here, but the two most difficult things to get to to do with another human is one, get them to have sex with you, and two, is to get them to give you money. They require the highest degree of trust, faith, and confidence, and so it's scary. Hey, those, because... those
1: are toughies, man. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, that, yeah, those are. Those were both hard in college. I'll tell you what. Jeez.
0: <laughs> so, but I mean, it's just true. And so that's people are afraid. That's a vulnerable thing. Money represents time, energy, it represents a lot of things. And so to part with it, someone needs to just recognize a the problem they have, and then you know, and then you've got to walk them through that. And that's where proof is a big part of of any sales process because people really want to see the proof and the demonstration that it works so that way they feel secure and confident in it and I think that that's a big part of it as well so no good 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 feedback This has been a great call Dan um so what are you doing now and what are you excited about
1: yeah um, well right now I mean some of the the work that I'm I'm souped up to be involved in is with CLV boost which is the the Email marketing and marketing automation consultancy that we work with. Where uh, I moved up here to Boston, kind of, I'm literally working on the MIT campus every single day in in a building called the Cambridge Innovation Center, and uh, getting to work with some cool venture-backed companies and software companies and and folks, you know, in the multi-million-dollar run rate domain, uh, really optimizing email campaigns and, and automating email campaigns. Again, like you had mentioned, you know the same, the same little neurotic skills that had to be developed in the small town, but really scaling those up and getting to test them, that's been uh, a tremendous uh, amount of fun as of late and being able to apply those skills on sort of a bigger level. So in terms of what I'm souped up about, it's, it's uh, kind of delving more into that world. And then also, you know, I'm, I'm uh, doing a lot of speaking these days um, with TED Talks and, and Ivy League schools and sort of emerging technology and ethics as well. Uh, but business-wise, it's that nerdy, nerdy email stuff and applying it to to, uh, to businesses that need stuff automated. That's sort of been what's taken up my mind share as of late.
0: Yeah, no, and it's, it's, a val- it's an awesome skill. Um, it is such an awesome skill being able to craft messages, send them out and collect money um <laughs>
1: yeah there's something to be said of that man I, I got hooked on that pretty quick once i realized i it.
0: know and i remember we had a call which we like we like felt it was petty and beneath you and i was like man i don't know that's a great thing to be able to fall back on i just like,
1: <laughs> yeah i mean you know i i hope to cultivate some grander skills again reading too much biography i uh, okay. sort of start to idolize some some additional skills um but uh but yes in terms of you know a saleable one and and one that folks are, are willing to pay me for that's uh, that's pretty high up there getting those click-through rates and those those e-commerce purchases up so working with venture back folks and, and exciting companies uh, in that domain has has uh, again as I had mentioned that's that's what I'm souped up about in the coming months here that's
0: awesome. So, if anyone here from the call uh, wants to get in touch with you, uh, reach out, get some more information. How? What are, the, what are the best ways for them to get in contact with you?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, today I, I know we. Uh, I, m- a lot of my interviews are focused almost exclusively around email marketing and marketing automation. If people want to find, uh, you know, how we, how I grew and sold my first martial arts gym, or, or grew the information marketing business in the martial arts niche to forty, fifty thousand dollars a month. Um, that's at clvboost.com. That's sort of the main consultancy. You can download uh, the white paper w- with a lot of uh, our basic strategies on both database and marketing automation uh, for email. and uh, Concepts that, that we've applied to consulting businesses, software businesses, you name it. Um, and so some of the coolest stuff is there. But that's also a web form where you can reach out to me personally as well. And if folks just want to you know reach out and ping a question around Plutarch, books, email, whatever, um, Dan at clvboost is my direct. Direct email as well, and of course, being on Mr. Urbanski's podcast, I, I gotta, I gotta throw out the, the personal contact. Make sure you let me know that you came from here, though. Then I'll, uh, then I'll be, uh, you know, uh, I'll be more than receptive. So those, those are the best ways. Those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Again, CLV Boost—that's where most of the email uh, marketing, marketing automation work is getting done, and you can learn about us there.
0: That's right. That's right. So make sure you tell Dan that I sent you. He owes yep. me a rat, a Rhode Island rat, and uh, I never actually got <laughs> that.
1: One of these days. One of these days.
0: Anyways, Dan, I appreciate you so much, man. It has just been such an enriching uh experience just to grow with you and just to witness your growth and um it's just awesome because we're both still young have so much more to do and so many more people to help and i just thank you for your time tonight and um just thank you for being awesome for being an inspiration a friend and a consultant and uh for for your time today
1: thanks thanks so much urban it's been cool being able to catch up uh formally with you here
0: you've reached the end of our interview or give them to just do it for you whatever it is remember taking action is the secret sauce to results now if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend please give them a link to it it'll help them and it'll help me too I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing your dreams your goals and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back we both do better when we know better And your success is my success. So please, reach out and interact.